Greetings, everyone. Welcome to Ujima Spirit Podcast. I am your host, Tika Taylor. Today's topic is toxic femininity. Yes, we hear about toxic masculinity all the time. The social media, the news, newspaper articles, books are written about toxic masculinity. We have talk show hosts. We have videos that are being are made and posted to talk about toxic masculinity. But at the same time, we really don't hear a lot of conversation about toxic femininity, right? Now, it is a given. If we have toxic masculinity, then there has to be a counterpart. Yes, we do have it. It is called toxic femininity, right? Toxic men don't exist without toxic women. If we live in a toxic society, both males and females are going to be toxic. That's just the bottom line, right? Again, we live in a dysfunctional and toxic environment. Everyone is negatively impacted by this condition, yet we primarily focus on male supremacy and toxic masculinity because of patriarchy. However, females are also internalizing the negative beliefs, mindset, and behaviors. We do have, as a result of this toxicity, females who are just as bad, damaged, or crazy as the males. It's more obvious to talk about toxic masculinity because it's not hidden, nor is it a secret, because people have been talking about this for decades, if not centuries. Now, it's expected for females to experience similar negative characteristics. That should be the norm, right? We should expect that to happen. If we have toxic males, we expect to have toxic females. They're going to have similar characteristics. They're going to have similar dysfunctional behaviors, right? Right. But... Social attention is not placed on identifying or recognizing toxic femininity. In a patriarchal society, women are presented as being passive, docile, weak, and vulnerable. Obviously, this is not the reality. This is just a stereotype because it's not true. Because women are, as a collective group or as individuals, are just as capable of doing the same atrocities, damages, or destructive behavior as men. Okay? I'm going to say that again. As a collective group or as individuals, women are just as capable of doing the same atrocities, the same horrific actions, or barbaric acts that men do. Women are just as capable. Now, let's look at some examples. Let's look at some examples. Let's go through history and find out how women can be just as violent and just as destructive as men. Now, you know, it's one thing to talk about it, but it's another thing to give examples, right? Let's look at some of the ways that women have been just as bad as some men. Right, it's a given that we have good women, and it's a given that we have 
bad women. The same way it's a given that we have good men, it's a given that we have bad men. All right? So we don't want to just judge people based on their gender, even though we know because of patriarchy, men and women are conditioned or programmed to act in a certain way. So this is not something that is innate. This is not something that is genetic. This is not something that's part of people's personalities because they're male or female. This is something that is learned. So these behaviors that we're going to talk about are learned behaviors. So the same way men learn to be violent because violence is condoned, violence is promoted, violence is accepted in the society by men, the same way you have women who could also learn to be just as violent. And some people want to make it seem as if it's a hormonal thing that because men have testosterone, testosterone makes them aggressive and violent. That's not true. I'm not a scientist and I'm not a medical doctor because if that's the case, all men have testosterone, then all men would be violent and aggressive and be destructive. That's, if that's the logic behind that. The logic is most men are not violent. Most men are not abusive. Most men are not trying to hurt nobody. We just have a selected group of men who believe that they have the right to do that and they do it. We have a group of men who don't believe in self-discipline. We have a group of men that believe that they're entitled and they have the right to do whatever they want to do at the expense of females or other men that they perceive to be weaker. All right. The same way that we have these group of men, we also have group of women who feel the same way, who feel just the same way. All right. Now. We're going to go ahead on and just talk about some of these things. Let's give some good examples. Let's give some examples. Now, before I start with the examples, we can see how some people try to demonize all men. Okay, especially some of the feminists. They want to say that men are bad. Instead of them saying some men who practice toxic masculinity are bad, they're saying all men. The same way the feminists want to make women seem as if they're so innocent, like by nature, they're not going to do anything. All women are oppressed. All women are bad. All women are this. All women are that. Okay? No. It's never all. We're dealing with in terms of numbers. We could say the majority, or we could say most, or we could say some. We can't say all. We can't say all. So the same way that we have some men who are bad, we have some women who are just as bad, right? So let's talk about some of these women who were just as bad as the men. We don't want to demonize any one particular gender to say all women are bad or all men are bad. You're not bad because of your gender. You're bad because of your actions. You're bad because of your intentions. You're bad because of what you're doing that's hurting other people. Either you're hurting individuals or you're hurting people as groups. That's what makes you bad, not because of your gender. All right? We just have to really think about that. Again, people are not bad or good because of their gender. They're bad or good because of their mentality, their behavior, and the choices that, that they make. So let's review some of the bad things some women have done along with bad men. Now, the first example we want to give is some females have been just as violent, aggressive, and brutal as some men. Some women are guilty of murder. 
sadistic tortures, sexual assault, the same way that some men are guilty of that. All right, so we don't want to say that all men are murderers, sadistic torturers, and sexual, they commit sexual assault. No, some do the same way that some women do as well. Now, some women approve of slavery and own slaves as property the same way some men did. All right, now, when we look at statistics in the United States, it's stated that 40% of slave owners were women, white women. The same way that we had some white males who owned slaves doing black chattel slavery, we're not talking about other type of slavery, we're talking specifically black chattel slavery. We had 40% of these people who owned slaves were white women. All right, so women are not innocent. Okay, we can't say you're, you, because you're a woman, you're innocent. We can't say that because some women did some crazy things the same way men did crazy things. All right. Now, some of these women did rape their slaves the same way that men did. Whether they were having lesbian relationships, they were practice, practicing pedophilia, abusing children <clears throat> sexually, or they were abusing sexually men, the male slaves. All right. Because when we talk about slavery, the focus has always been on males. The males were the enslavers. The males were the oppressors. The males were the ones that were victimizing the slaves. But we would just want to leave out the women in history as if the women were innocent. As if the women didn't do anything. But they were there supporting the system or the institution of slavery. They were benefiting or profiting out of the system of slavery. Of human bondage. They were living off the wealth that was generated from human cargoes. All right, so the women are just as guilty. We just want to excuse the women. We want to think that they were so innocent or they weren't involved. No, that they were some type of victim. Okay, yes, they had sexism, but when it came to slavery, that's the only thing that women were allowed to do, inherit slaves. They weren't allowed to inherit property, but they were allowed to inherit slaves as property. And sometimes slaves were given to them as gifts. All right. So a lot of times they did acquire wealth through owning slaves. So we, we really have to look at that. Let's look at another example. Some women were part of the lynching, castration, and mob violence that took place in the South. Some of these women initiated some of these things. They're the ones who accused these men of raping them, which in most cases it wasn't true. I have to say most, it wasn't true. Okay, they accused children, like the case of Emmett Till, of doing inappropriate things. And that child, Emmett Till, was killed by this woman's husband in a, in a group of men, white men, who believe her. And now when she's 80 years old, she made a confession and said that she lied. That this minor child, probably was 13 years old, 13 or 14, he did not whistle at her. He did not do anything that was inappropriate. But yet she lied. She lied. And because she lied, that child was violently murdered after he was tortured. Okay? These are some of the atrocities that some women have committed. Now, Emmett Till was just one person. We have hundreds of black men who have been accused during that time by white women, 
And they were lynched and mutilated and sodomized and castrated and burned. All right, this is the reality. So we cannot just look at the violence that comes from men. We also have to look at the violence that comes from women. We have to do that. We can't turn a blind eye. You know, some women supported the racist and sexist laws that exploited and oppressed it and oppressed other people. They taught their children to hate, attack, and harm others. All right? Now, what, what happened to their motherly instincts? These women were taught to hate, and they taught their children to hate and oppress and exploit and abuse others. So we can't act as if these women were innocent simply because they're women, because they're females who could excuse their behavior, and we want to act like they're victims. No, they were oppressors. They were abusers. They were killers. They were explorers. They were colonizers, and we have to be able to see the truth. We cannot continue to judge people based on their gender or they wouldn't do this because of their gender or they are going to do it because of their gender. We have to stop that. Now, some women are guilty of child abuse, child neglect, child abandonment. Some women are pedophiles. They sexually abuse children. Some women are the ones that lure other women and children into human trafficking. Some women are the one who are practicing child labor. So we really got to think about that. A lot of times these women work with their male counterparts to cause great harm to others. Some of them work by themselves. They're not influenced by a man in any way. They're not controlled or manipulated by the man. They're doing it because they want to do it. Again, some women are just as guilty as men for child abuse, neglect, abandonment. Sexual abuse, verbal abuse, mental abuse, emotional abuse. They lure young children into human trafficking and women because women trust other women. And this is why it's easier for the women to manipulate and mislead other women because women trust them. Children tend to trust women more than they trust men. And that's what makes some of these women so dangerous because they are trustworthy just because of their gender. Just because of their gender. Okay, we could tell stories after stories how many women babysitters have sexually molested. Have sexually molested little children. We could tell stories after stories. And a lot of the little boys don't talk about the sexual abuse that they were subjected to from their female babysitters. They don't, they don't talk about that because a lot of them think that it's like a male initiation. Okay, well, she made me a man. But if she's 16 and you're 7 and you're 8, she's not making you a man. She's molesting you. And a lot of little boys don't understand that. And a lot of babysitters also sexually abuse little girls. And they don't talk about that. We don't talk about the crimes that a lot of women have committed over the years and are still committing because we overlook the fact that they're doing it because, oh, they're women. So my child is safe with this woman. You don't know that woman could be a child abuser. That woman could be a pedophile. 
You know what I'm saying? That woman could, could, could be a killer. You don't know that. She could be a rapist. You don't know that. So don't be so quick to trust women because they're women. Because a lot of women are not trustworthy because they are just as horrible, just as inhumane as any man that's in the same category. Okay? Now, some women practice infanticide. Infanticide. Okay? They kill their babies. Why? Because it's not convenient for them to have them. Sometimes after the baby is born, they don't tell anyone they're pregnant. They go and they have the baby and they dispose of the baby. They kill the baby. They suffocate the baby. Bury the baby alive. Throw the baby in the lake. Just abandon the baby sometimes. And some women have abortion, revenge abortion. They have revenge abortion. Meaning that they're going to go and kill this child because they want to get back at the husband, at the boyfriend, at the lover. They do that. All right. So please, let's not look at women as a group like all women are innocent because all women are not innocent. All women are bad. All women are not bad. All right. So we have to stop judging people by their gender and judge them based on their actions, what it is that they're doing, their choices that they're making. The mentality that they have, right? Now, continuing. Some women enforce negative societal customs, norms, and traditions. Okay? We have women who go along with the patriarchal, irrational behaviors. Because men say it, they believe it. Because men pass these laws, they enforce it. It takes women to cooperate to enforce these laws, to keep these beliefs going, these values, these principles going in the society. And as long as women cooperate, women don't say nothing, these systems are perpetuated, become self-perpetuating. And a lot of women are guilty of participating in this system. Even though the women didn't create these systems, even though they're not the ones who, who created the institutions, They're not the ones that made these laws, but yet they're the ones who are practicing it and enforcing it. Let's let's look at some of these things. Honor killing. Even though that is a patriarchal thing, honor killing. That women could be killed because somehow they are dishonoring the family. Now, a lot of women go along with this. They're the ones who initiate the action sometimes. They're the ones who go and tell the fathers and the brothers that that woman has done something to dishonor the family and they feel like it's their duty or their obligation to honor that tradition of honoring the family and if any female even if it's their daughter even if it's their daughter-in-law or it's their sisters it doesn't matter they're they feel like they have an obligation to report it and to enforce it and some of these women are there when they're killing their own child when the fathers are stoning them to death or throwing acid, burning their bodies or, you know, or raping them. Now, these women are there. <clears throat> so these women are just as guilty, just as guilty, just as guilty. Now, some people argue that these women are victims and, you know, they're programmed. They don't know what they're doing. OK, we could say that. Maybe, yes, they are victims. All right. And they have to go along with the program. OK, we can understand that. But at what point? Will they stand up and say, no, I'm not going to have my own daughter killed. No, I'm not going to have my sister killed. I'm not going to have my mother or my auntie, my grandma killed because of some tradition. At what point do they 
wake up and start to exercise free will. Now, some people say they'll be a kill. Okay, they will be killed. But if enough women stand up and say, no, we're not going to keep perpetuating this senseless killing of our women, at some point it has to stop. But we live in a society that a lot of women are so suppressed and oppressed that they just want to be included in that society. They just want to be accepted. Because of that, they're willing to go with the status quo no matter what. And these are the women who are who are perpetuating these irrational custom and traditions that make no sense. They make no sense. Okay? Let's talk about female mutilation. Female genitalia mutilation where women are so-called circumcised and they're cutting out their genitalias. Their their clitoris is being cut, removed with no anesthesia. The vagina opening is being sewed Okay, I mean, it's just they're butchering these women, little girls under the age of 10 before they even go to puberty. All right. Now, a lot of females are the ones who are conducting these circumcisions. They're the ones who want to make sure that their daughters get circumcised because the daughters will be rejected. The daughters will be ostracized and act as if they're not a member of that community or they're not going to be valuable or they're not going to get married. They're not going to be able to have children. They're not going to be selected as a bride because they're not circumcised. It's women who are part of that. Now, again, some of these women are brainwashed. They don't know no better. But do I hold them responsible? Yes, I still hold them responsible because they've been through that. They know the pain. They know the agony. They know the side effects the infections, the urinary problems that they have, the problems they have after they have a baby. They know that. They live with that pain and that suffering every day, but yet they are taking their daughters through the same thing. Now, I'm not here demonizing them. I'm not saying that they're just the worst people in the world, but I'm just saying at some point, these women have to take responsibility for their own lives and say, no, I'm not doing this. Now, it takes a whole lot. Now, I, coming from a different culture, probably can sit here and talk about it because I know better. And some people could say, well, they don't know no better because they're victims. Okay, I can understand that. But at some point, as human beings, we have to get up and say, you know what? I can't take this pain anymore. I can't perpetuate this suffering. You know, I can't allow another human being to go through this. Now, what will it take? I don't know. Education? Mental liberation? I don't know. I don't have the answers. But I'm just pointing out that a lot of these atrocities that men started, we have a lot of women who are perpetuating it. We have a lot of women who are involved in it. We have a lot of women who are doing the same thing as the men. And at some point, we have to hold them responsible. We have to hold them accountable. We can't let them get away with it because they're women. Okay? Now, the caste system. The caste system. We have that in India economics caste system in India and we have the racial caste system in western cultures all right and we have people who are born into certain caste system if you are a, 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 a dravidian in India okay you are considered to be an outcast you are you you are the the, the forbidden you can't even enter certain places you can't have certain jobs They call you the untouchable. You're discriminated against. It's not just your economic class, but this is a racial thing as well. 
And we have a lot of women who perpetuate this system the same way that we have a lot of men who are perpetuating the system. We got to think about this. The women are perpetuating it too. They're looking down on the Davidians. They're, they're treating them like outcasts, like they're nobodies, like they're things, like they're objects. They don't want their daughters to marry one or their sons to marry one. They treat them like they're nobody. The same thing in America or other Western nations. Okay, the caste system based on race. They don't want their daughters to marry a black man or, you know, want their daughters to affiliate with a non-white person. Or they don't want them to work in their companies or live in their neighborhoods. We have women who are perpetuating this. Okay? Now, if you don't want your daughter to marry a black man, that's perfectly fine. Because if you want to preserve your genetic legacy, it's fine. Nobody is telling you you're wrong for that. But when you try to hurt that black man because you don't want him around and you try to oppress him and degrade him and act like he's not a human being just to keep him away from your daughter, that's a problem. If your daughter chooses to be with a black man, that's, that's her business. Now, your preference could be you want your daughter to marry a white man, which is fine. Everybody would like to preserve their genetic legacy. There's nothing wrong with that. That is your preference. That's your right. But it's not okay for you to try to hurt that person or deny them opportunity or treat them like a thing or object just because you don't want your daughter to marry one of them. That's a whole nother story. Okay, incest. We have a lot of women who keep secrets. They're the ones who continue to allow some of the men in their families to keep practicing incestuous behaviors. And again, I'm not blaming the women. I'm not saying it's their fault because obviously whoever's doing the abusing is responsible for the abuse. But if the women remain silent, if they don't do anything about it, they are responsible for perpetuating it. They're hiding it. They're covering it up. They're lying and manipulating. They're enabling the men to keep abusing. And sometimes these women turn a blind eye. They look the other way when they know their husbands are sexually abusing their daughters. They know their brothers are sexually abusing their daughters. They know that their grandfathers are abusing their granddaughters. They know this. They turn a blind eye. They know their stepdaughters are being abused and they don't say nothing. The fact that they don't say nothing, they're just as guilty. Now, most likely they probably were a victim of incest as well for them to remain silent and and allow it to be perpetuated. They think that it's okay, that this is a normal thing. So this is a serious problem when we come, when we talk about incest, all right? We have a lot of women who are abusing these children sexually as well. We have some mothers who abuse their sons sexually. We have mothers who abuse their daughters. We have grandmas who abuse their granddaughters. So yes, women definitely do commit incest as I stated earlier. But nobody is talking about that. Everybody's turning a blind eye to it as if, oh, women don't do that. These women do. Some of them do. Not all women. Okay? Now, majority of the time, we do have the males who are committing these acts. But we do have some women who do it. All right? Forced marriages. A lot of women do engage in forced marriages. They're the ones who are enforcing it. They're the ones who are forcing their daughters to marry certain men. Forcing their granddaughters. They're the ones who perpetuate the system. Okay, religious terrorism. A lot of time when we talk about religious terrorism, we think about the men. 
are terrorizing people because of their religious belief. They're the ones that's going to blow up a church. They're the ones that's going to go and burn a cross in front of somebody's house because, you know, their religious belief believe in separatism. No, we have some women who are doing exactly the same thing. The women who are condemning people because they don't believe the same thing. So we have women who are engaging in religious terrorism the same way that we have some men who are doing it. Right? But what it is, we turn a blind eye. We, we, don't, we don't think that women do that. Okay? Let's just look at spying. Spying. All right? We have a lot of female spies. Female traitors. Infiltrators. Okay? And a lot of people don't think that women do that. But women do that. We have a lot of female assassins, trained assassins. They go around and, and they kill people for a living. Okay? We have a lot of women who are part of mercenary armies. They go into the military just to kill, to get to, to kill for pay. They're hired soldiers, just like the men. We have women who oppress other women, children, just like the men. So I just want to make sure that we are clearly aware that women are just as capable as men to do evil or to do wrong. And a lot of women have done it. I'm not here trying to demonize women and I'm not here trying to demonize men. I'm just telling the truth. You got to put it out there. This is the reality. Stop judging people based on their gender, saying they wouldn't do this because they're a male. Or they wouldn't do this because they're female. Or, or they did do it because they're male. <clears throat> or they didn't do it because they're female. We need to stop that. Stop that. Look at people's action. Don't assume, give them the benefit of the doubt because of gender. Don't do that. Give them the benefit of the doubt because of their behavior. They haven't done that in the past. Because of their upbringing. Because of their personality. Because of their beliefs. Because give them the benefit of the doubt based on concrete evidence. Don't give them the benefit of the doubt because of gender. Don't do that. Don't give preferential treatment because of gender. Or don't deny benefits because of gender. It goes both ways. Now some women hurt, attack, and exploit men. Just the same way men do this to women. We have this all the time. And we do have some women who hate men. Now some people would say within reason. Because some men have done some horrific things to women. The raping the molesting, the beatings, the degradation, the disrespect, the oppression, the deprivation. Now, we can go on and on and talk about all the things that men have done to women. Yes, some women have the right to hate somebody if they were harmed by that person, right? But the problem is, instead of them hating that individual, they hate all men. The same way you have men hating all women. Just because they're women, because of sexism, we do have some women who hate men because of what individual men have done to them. We see this all the time. So we have to make sure that we don't promote the hatred of men because of what some few men have done. Okay? Now, some women abuse their power and authority the same way men do. We see some women who abuse their power the same way that men do. All right? They're in in position of power. We see female judges who abuse their powers the same way that male judges abuse their power. We see women police officers abusing their power the same way that men do. We see it all the time. We see female correction officers 
abuse their power the same way that men do. We see women soldiers abuse their power the same way that we see men do. We see it all the time. We see women who are in the church, whether they're nuns or whether they're preachers or pastors, you know, we see those spiritualists, they abuse their power the same way that men do. Now we can go on and on and on, right? But the point of me having this discussion is for us to talk about toxic femininity, okay? Toxic femininity. And I just want to give examples of what toxic femininity look like in the real world. I don't want to just talk about hypothetical situations. I wanted to give some real life examples of toxic femininity. The same way that we have toxic masculinity, the same way we have toxic femininity. They go hand in hand. They go hand in hand. It is just the inevitable. If you have toxic men, you're going to have toxic women. Okay, toxic women raise toxic men. Now you got to think about it. Now how come all these men are toxic? They're being raised by somebody. So obviously they, they have a mother. Obviously they have a father. So who is raising these children to be toxic people? You have toxic parenting. You have parents who are toxic and they're teaching their children how to be toxic. And that's what we're exposing now. We're just exposing the toxicity in society. In a dysfunctional society, you're going to have toxic people. Now let's go ahead and review. Now, toxic femininity... And toxic masculinity basically is when you have people using their gender, whether they're male or female, they're using their gender traits to harm and sabotage other people. Okay, they're using their traditional feminine characteristics or masculine characteristics for them to hurt other people. That's basically what toxic masculinity and toxic femininity. Now, we're going to go ahead and stop talking about toxic masculinity now, and we're going to focus entirely on toxic femininity. That's what we're talking about, because I've done other podcasts, and I talk about toxic masculinity when I talk about the roles of men. So now we're going to focus exclusively, entirely on toxic femininity. But for the people who didn't get a chance to listen to my other podcast, I wanted to give them an overview that yes, we do have men who are toxic. And we talk about that all the time. Today's topic is female toxic femininity. We're talking about the women. All right. Now let's get into it. Now we're going to have to do a part two because there's so much information. I'm not going to be able to do it all in an hour. Now, toxic femininity comes from male dominance, power, and control. Again, we live in a toxic environment because we live under a patriarchal society. The men started the toxicity, and now it's spread to everybody in the society, including females. Okay, Women were denied the power as a group to challenge or confront the male power structure. Uh, So women develop traits, behaviors, and actions to combat males on a different level. They had to adopt a lot of deceptive ways in order to manipulate men into giving them what they wanted. You know, this is one explanation, right? Because they're living in a toxic environment, they're going to have to survive. They're going to have to find a way to deal with these 
toxic men. So in dealing with them, a lot of them develop toxic ways. If you're dealing with someone who's evil, you're going to become evil to a degree to deal with them. If you're living in a house with someone who's evil, you're going to be affected by that. That evil is contagious. It's going to spread. So you're going to be evil to certain degrees. And eventually you're going to be just as evil as that person because it's negative energy. After a while, that negative energy will take over. It will shape and mold you into becoming something that you didn't want to be. So the person that you are disliking or you hate, the person that's causing you so much pain and distress, you become just like them. You become just like them. And you perpetuate that mentality, that negative mentality, that negative mindset, that negative lifestyle, the negative mannerism, all that becomes part of who you are after a while, right? So we just want to give a little background that why some of these women, because it's not an innate thing, it's not a genetic thing, it's not something that's natural, it is a learned behavior, Okay, toxicity is not something that we're born with. We're not born toxic people. We're not born dysfunctional. We learn this behavior growing up in the home where we live, with our families, with our mothers, with our fathers, in the society, in the community. We learn. We learn how to be toxic. That's just the way it is. We learn. Okay, so let's go ahead on. And talk about, all right, some of the toxic behaviors that some women practice. Toxic femininity produces behaviors. And this is how we can identify if a woman or a male is toxic. By their behaviors, their mindset, their lifestyle, the choices that they make, things that they do. So this is what we're going to be talking about because it's kind of hard just talk about toxic behavior and not give examples. We have to give examples because it's real life scenarios. That's how we could identify because this is the reason why toxic femininity is really not spoken about because people don't want to talk about specific behaviors that women do that are toxic. We don't want to talk about it. We don't want to talk about it, especially when we're dealing with the feminists. The feminists want to act as if all women are perfect. All women are just innocent. All women are good. Okay, and all women are bad because of men. No, all women are not bad because of men. Some women are bad because they want to be bad. Because they learn to be bad. Because bad is rewarding. They get rewarded for being bad. They get what they want when they're bad. All right, so we're not going to go ahead on and blame men for all women's behavior. We're not going to do that. We obviously know that the system has a negative effect on women. If you live in a dysfunctional system, you're going to be dysfunctional. You're going to be toxic if you live in a system that's practicing toxicity. All right, let's go ahead on and start. Toxic femininity expect males to court females while dating and impress them by using by using their charm, their money, their status, all right? They expect men to charm them, all right? They want men to give them everything without really giving men anything back in return 
other than their bodies, their sexuality. All right. So a lot of women who are toxic, we're talking about toxic women here. We're not talking about normal women who are healthy, normal women who are not dealing with that level of toxicity. We're not talking about, we're talking about women who are toxic, women who are abusive, women who are dysfunctional, women who have problems. Now, these women really do expect men to court them while they're dating and impress them with everything. Impress them. But they don't expect to give the man anything back in return. Not even an appreciation. They don't expect to even, you know, to be reciprocal. They're not reciprocating what the man is giving them. Sometimes they don't even respect the man. Right? You have women who hate men. But yet they do have relationship with them. They use them for things. For material things. For comfort. You know, for things to be more convenient for them, to be more pleasant, right? They expect men to pay for the food when they go on a date, and they expect men to pay for their entertainment. These are the toxic women. They just expect a man automatically because that man is pursuing her, that man wants to have a relationship with her, whether it be a sexual relationship or an emotional relationship, some type of romance once that woman is asked out on a date she expects that man to cater to her every needs provide transportation he has to be the one to pick her up he has to be the one to keep her interested and engaged he has to do all the work he expects the man you know to to give affection and love and while she may not be showing any type of interest she expects the man to provide for everything. The man has to prove himself worthy of her sex or her love. Okay? Just want to stop and, and let you all think about this. Yeah, I'm sure we know some women who do that. They go out on a date with a man and they expect the man to do everything. They're not going to do anything at all. They see themselves as the prize. They are the prize. Okay? They see themselves as the lottery ticket. They're the ones who are important. And they look down on that man because they already don't like men, some of them. They tolerate men. They deal with men because they need certain things from men. But a lot of them don't genuinely like men because they put all men into this category. And they don't see men as individuals. They don't see them as human beings. They don't see them as people with their own personality, their own value. They just put all men into one category. And the date becomes more like a business transaction. The man is like he's purchasing something. He's buying something. All right. Now, thank goodness not all women think that way. But the women who practice toxic femininity, they do think that way. Now, during the marriage, if this couple stay together and they end up getting married, a lot of times they expect the man to pay for the wedding. Depends on the custom and tradition, but we're talking about toxic femininity. So no matter what her culture may be, no matter what her background may be, she's expecting the man to do everything. Okay, so once they get married, now this expectation continues. She now expects her husband to do everything while they do nothing. 
The man have to provide for everything. And some guys are just overwhelmed. They're overwhelmed. And this is what causes a lot of men sometimes, you know, to experience some type of emotional mental breakdown. And a lot of men don't talk about their emotions. They're hurting, they're suffering, they're in pain. They feel overwhelmed and they feel run down. They feel used, they feel abused, but they're not going to tell their best friend what's going on. They're not going to tell their family what's going on. They're they're just going to expect to just keep doing this, keep providing, keep doing, keep being used and not, you know, exposing this woman. Okay, so when you're dealing with a toxic uh, female, it could be very, very distressing, right? Now, now by default, they believe women are the good parent. For some reason, a lot of people automatically assume that the mother's role is more important than the father's role. Now, when you have toxic femininity, that woman who is practicing toxic femininity, she believes because she's a woman that she's the better parent, that she should have more parental rights. She's the one who's supposed to be in control. She's the one who's supposed to tell the children what to do. And the children have to listen to her. She has all the right and the father has no say so at all. The father has no type of control, no type of power, no type of of, of guidance, input. That father is not supposed to say or do anything with the children. She believes it is solely her right as a mother to dictate what happens to the children. Now, some of these toxic women, you know, when it comes to custody case, they don't want the father to have no rights at all. They don't want the father to have visitation. They don't want the father to be involved in their child's life. These are the women who are always seeking sole custody. They want the child for themselves. And if they are given joint custody, in which most cases in the United States, parents are given joint custody because both parents have the right to be part of their child's life. For some reason, these toxic women do believe that the father don't have any rights. For some reason, they believe that they're the only ones who have rights. And sometimes they will falsely accuse these men of incest, sexual abuse, domestic violence. They will accuse them of being neglectful. We're talking about toxic women here. We're not talking about the healthy women who are trying to do the right thing. Remember, all the things that we're talking about now, we're talking about toxic femininity. We're not talking about healthy women. Now, these are the women that will try to sabotage the child's relationship with their father. They're the ones that they will try to brainwash the child against their father, even train the child to speak against their father, to even go along with the accusations that she created against the father, right? Now, when a man becomes involved with a toxic woman, they may have to run, okay? Because sometimes they can't fight it because if they don't have the money for them to go into court to prove that that woman is dysfunctional, to prove that she's uh, vengeful, to prove that she's delusional, to prove that she's lying, you know, they can end up going to jail. They can end up losing custody of that child because of all these false allegations and because of all these problems. 
Okay. So when you meet a woman and you identify that she's toxic, the best thing to do is not have children with her, you know, and sometimes these women will deliberately set men up, get pregnant, get pregnant by intention. You know, this is their motive to get pregnant in order for them to secure a relationship. Now, the relationship may not necessarily be marriage, but they know that that man is going to want to be part of his child's life. So he is definitely going to make some type of commitment to actually be there. And some men do want to be in the house to raise their children. That's how they end up getting married to these women. So we do have a lot of women who get pregnant they do. They just get pregnant to pretty much secure a relationship, right? Now, the relationship is not because they want to have a healthy relationship. That relationship can guarantee that they're going to have access to that man to be in control of him, to control him, whether to control him financially, to get child support, because it's definitely one of the reasons why a lot of these women are having babies, because they want to secure child support. Right now, for the healthy women, you know, they're like, why would a woman do that? Why would you risk your life, get pregnant? Why would you risk your health? Why would you go through all that trouble just to have a baby with a man that really don't want you? Why would you do that? I mean, that's a logical woman. That's a healthy woman thinking. But a person who is illogical and dysfunctional and toxic, they're just thinking about what they want. Whatever they're going to do to secure what they want, they're going to do it. They're going to lie, deceive, manipulate, trick, use, abuse, oppress. It doesn't matter what they do. They're going to get their way. So this is what makes this person so toxic. All right. Now, let's look at another attribute of a, of a toxic woman, toxic femininity. Women who condone and perpetuate female stereotypes and use it to their advantage. You have women who pretend to fit the female stereotypes. Women are passive and docile and quiet. Women are just followers. Now they pretend to be those things just for them to use it to their advantage. Women are weak. Women are not physically strong. So some of these women will pretend like they're weak so they can get men to do all the work. So they can get men to do all the laborious jobs. So, well, you know, I'm a woman. I can't carry that. Could you carry that for me? You can't carry your own purse. You can't carry a small box, less than five pounds. So we do have women who use their femininity, the stereotype, of what a woman should be in order for them to get what they want. All right. These are the women. They, they love to play that stereotypical role. They love to perpetuate and promote it. Well, women are not smart. So when you think that she's so dumb, she's conniving and she's manipulating and she's getting what she wants. She's everything that, that, that you're doing. She's countering that move. She's 10 steps ahead of you. You're thinking she's dumb. That's the stereotype. Women are dumb. Women are not as smart as men. She leads you to believe that she's dumb, but she's not dumb at all. She's plotting and planning how she's going to get you to give her what she wants by using these female stereotypes. 
This is toxic femininity. This is toxic femininity. And a lot of people don't understand that. You know, these women are using stereotypes to get their way. Okay. Now, women who body shame other women for not fitting the artificial standard of beauty and attractiveness. Okay. You have these women again who believe in the stereotype. They don't necessarily believe in it. They're using the female stereotype to get what they want. So they believe a woman should look a certain way, play a certain part. And when other women refuse to engage in that, those stereotypical behaviors, they want to go ahead and try to shame them into complying with these stereotypes because they want these stereotypes to continue because they can take advantage of them. They can hide underneath them. They can use them to manipulate men to get what they want. So they don't want women coming along, the healthy women come along and say, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to be wearing that tight mini skirt. I'm not going to, you know, pile my face with makeup. I'm not going to get this breast implant or this butt implant to look a certain way. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. Okay. I'm not going to be size four. I want to be size 14. So they shame other women if they don't have a certain size. They want them to be skinny. And if they're not skinny, they body shame them. They want them to dress a specific way. Okay. They don't consider them being feminine or, or attractive if they don't act a certain way. They want women to be sexually provocative. Right. They want women to fit that definition of beauty. So a toxic woman a woman who's practicing toxic femininity, she's going to love to come down on a woman that's not doing that because she wants a woman to be just as toxic as she is. Okay. Now, jealousy, resentment, and bitterness towards other women. She's always comparing herself to other women. She sees other women as a threat. Now, that is definitely a sign of toxic femininity toxic femininity these women are jealous of each other they're resentful and bitter those other women because they have that inferiority complex because they were raised in an environment where they were taught that women are not as good women are stupid women are dumb women are not as intelligent women are not as important as valued so because of that when they see another woman They become insecure because a lot of these women are constantly competing with other women for men's attention. So when they see another woman come along that may be, quote, prettier or more attractive or actually have a personality when they don't have one, they become jealous, resentful and bitter towards that other woman because they see her as their competition. And that's the reason why women are always comparing themselves to each other. Or she's, I'm prettier than her. Or she's better than me. Or this and that. Because they do see each other as competition. Right? They see each other as competition. And they also see each other as a mirror reflection of themselves. They see that woman's insecurity. They see that woman's fear. They see how she feels less than or not good enough. Right? So they're always judging each other. They serve as a mirror to each other. They see the the, the vulnerability. So because of that, they tend to want to outdo each other. They want to be better than each other because 
they feel like all women, all women, this is how they feel, somehow are not important unless they're getting a man's attention. So everything that they do is to get a man's attention, to get a man to give them external validation. All right. Now, if you notice that you see some women together and they're okay, they're not doing anything that's out of the ordinary. Let a man walk into that room. Let a man walk into that room. You're going to see how they start acting just to get that man's attention, how they start turning against each other, how they start bickering and competing and fighting just to get that man's attention because they were taught living in this patriarchal society that a woman who doesn't have a man's approval or attention is not important. She's not valued. And because of that, they feel like they always need a man's validation in order for them to validate their existence and their importance. They don't need a woman's validation. Now they will compete with the woman to outdo her so they could be the one who is chosen to get the man's validation. Hopefully that makes sense. That makes sense because this is what's going on. And a lot of women are totally clueless. They don't understand that they're practicing toxic femininity when they're practicing jealousy, resentment, and bitterness towards each other. They don't understand that, you know, that stems from their own self-hatred and their own low self-esteem and their own insecurities and their own self-doubt. And that woman is mirroring that for them. It's like, listen, she reminds me of me. She reminds me of me. So since they cannot attack a man, they're going to attack each other. Okay. Now, this is why they have rivalry and they're very competitive with each other. They're always competing. These women are always competing with each other. Who's more prettier? Okay. Who's a better worker? Who's a better lover? You know, who has a better body? They're always competing with each other. It's always some type of rivalry. And this is why they say women can't get along. Because a lot of these women who don't get along are practicing toxic femininity. This is why they can't get along. This is why we see problems in women relationship. Mother and daughters have problems. It's hard for them to get along. Mother-in-law and daughter-in-laws. Sister to sister. Okay? We have best friends. When they're women, they have problems. Okay, they have the fake best friend. They pretend to like each other. They pretend to be supportive and understanding. And then they backstab each other. They talk about each other. They sabotage each other. And they hurt each other. All right, again, this stems from that inferiority complex that they have. I'm going to stop right here and continue in part two. Toxic femininity.